Hello and welcome to another episode of the FOMOcast. We're getting these out on time. Today we're actually recording on a Wednesday, so it'll give me Thursday night to edit. Because I gotta work tonight, so there we go. Um, thank you all for tuning in every single week. Uh, Mr. J, thank you for you, all you peeps down in Tim's area. Uh, and thank you everyone who listens that maybe has seen us streaming on Twitch. All of our information is available on Linktree at L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOcast Gaming. We're going to start it off this week. As usual, we have the RIPs. So um, this week was kind of heavy um, just because, you know, people n- know most of the people that usually they, they know most of the people who pass away. Uh, the first person, Bobby Unser Jr., was only 65. Um so his family, everyone pretty much knows. Don't they have? Then they have multiple of the family. We're yeah, racers. The, yeah, all the unsers, and they have the seniors and the junior. Most popular Al Unser, which this uh, Al Unser would be his uncle. His yeah, uncle would be his, would be his uncle. So yeah, and then there's Bobby Senior, which would be his dad. Yeah. So, but it's crazy in this. I didn't obviously. I knew the unsers. You know, right know that name. Um, but I guess after he did racing, he became a stunt driver and stunt coordinator for movies and TVs. You know, I guess most notably is on Walker, Texas Ranger doing that. He's also a drummer and horse breeder. Didn't know that. Um, and here's the, the saddest part is his death comes just six weeks after his father's death of natural causes. Oh, that sucks. So, yeah. Just, you know, a little less than two months. And it said that he died from blood clot following surgery from a broken hip. So that's why he died so young. Well, that is, that's, I mean, that's horrible. I mean, uh, but everyone knows the under name and the family stuff. I was reading something in there about, it looks like his, his mom's was married to a Schumacher. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So that's another thing. I, I don't know if it's the famous one or not, but. Yeah. Huh. So uh, the next one we had was someone who was influential in basically, I mean, everyone's been saying that he's basically as influential uh, as who, who would you say? I mean, I, don't, I mean, to... I mean, I mean, I wouldn't say as, as Jackie Robinson, because Jackie Robinson paved the way for, you know, right. Af- uh, for African-Americans. But um, with that, you have a lot of firsts for African-Americans, um, especially in baseball. And this one being Jim Mudcat Grant. Um, he passed away and I didn't didn't know of him. Um, obviously made his debut with the Indians in, in 1958. So way before. Yeah, I mean, he last he last played a full on fourteen years before you were born, so yeah. you know, yeah, it, exactly. And it was, I mean, you know, it's one of those ones. I mean, I'm I'm sure he was, you know, people will know his name and his, uh, you know, if they knew like the Indians or the Twins or whatnot or followed those teams more closely. Where with us being on the West Coast, you know, we're following West Coast teams. It's not like um, you know, I know some people that were transplant West Coasters, but they're like, hey, I was from New York or my 
grandfather came over Ellis Island. We always liked the Yankees or whatnot. And now I'm over here and that's, that's my team is still the Yankees, but right. Um, excuse me, but he was the first black pitcher in the American league to win 20 games. Yep. Um, Don Newcomb was the first to do in, in the, in the national leagues in 51. Um, and I guess, um, he became the first black pitcher in an American league to win a world series game. That's that same year in 51 when he won the 20 games. So he had a, a good season that. So even though the, uh, the twins we pitched for lost to the, Oh, there you go to the Dodgers. Um, right. He, uh, he did well that, that season, um, which is, you know, great for him. So I guess he was with the twins until 67 played for a couple other teams, retired in 71 and he was an all-star in 63 and 65. So I couldn't find anything on the cause of death um, when I looked this morning. So, but he, he was 85. And, um, you know, when you're an athlete like he was, uh, it does take a lot, a, a pretty big toll on you, I feel personally. Um, so I know a lot of guys that, you know, played ball, especially back then where, you know, I think it said he threw 59 complete games. Find me another pitcher who's thrown that many complete games. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, and especially back back then, um, where you got the guys that played in the Negro Leagues, and then even the guys, um, uh, like I said, back in the, the 50s and 60s were, you know, a oh, 20-game winner. Oh, that's, that's it. But like you said, they threw so many complete games. Or they would even throw, oh, this one guy once threw a, you know, 15 inning game and he got the loss. Like, are you kidding me? That's yep. almost two full games. So, um, but that's, that's just how, how it was. So. Yeah. So RIP to him. And the last one is the most notable one who almost every single person would know tearing his, his name. Um, and that is Ned Beatty. Um, and uh, he died at age 83 he uh what was really cool to basically you know see about him was you know he had 165 acting credits and he retired in in 2013 so um yeah uh he was basically everyone knew him from deliverance but and i didn't know that was his film debut yeah yeah in in, in deliverance yeah so it it's it's funny the uh, little snippet that um that I pulled from and of course everyone you know if you haven't seen Deliverance I mean you know a lot of people reference it because they have the dueling banjo scenes which is you yes know, banjo and the yes. guitar so if you you may know the um the song but not know that it was even from a movie well that's what right fame is. Yep. And then the other one is, you know, the squeal like a pig scene um, on that. Um, if you don't know what that is, you could you could Google it, and you know, probably not the safest thing for for kids. But um, nothing too graphic or anything. But you get what's going on, so, which is another you know popular quote that you hear from people. You know, hey, don't make me make you squeal like a pig. So. But I mean, he, like you said, he had numerous, um, uh, you know, appearances and acting credits and whatnot. And for um, he also 
played um, Lotso in Toy Story 3. Yeah, that's what a lot of people don't recognize his voice. He was Lotso Bear in Toy Story 3, yeah. Yep, and then Rudy's dad, and obviously Rudy. And then oh, I didn't yeah. know that he was um, in Rango. He played Tortoise John uh, in and that. The one that um, I always remembered him from was Life, with the one with uh, Martin Lawrence and... Um, um, Eddie Murphy? Eddie Murphy. He was, I believe he was the warden. Oh, yeah. And I didn't know on here he had a reoccurring role, reoccurring role on Roseanne as Dan Connor's father. Yeah. So, I just uh, looked that up and I was like, wait, he was Ed Connor? I, I forgot about that. I mean, right? it was only six episodes, but, you know, it was actually, it looks like it was over the course of, like, five years. So... And that's the one thing I do notice is like a lot of times these older shows, they have a more stretched out, like one episode here and there kind of thing. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Get him for this season. Get him for that season. Oh, and he was in one of the very first Marvel movies too. Captain America from 1990. Oh, wow. What was he? Does it say what he played? It says Sam Kolowitz. So maybe it's just a background character. I don't know. So, and a lot of people would know, so he was in Big Bad John. So, he, if you look at some of these, like his 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 old ones, there's a lot of them that are like, you'd hear like Midnight Crossing and uh, Dolly, The Haunting of Barney Palmer, The Fourth Protocol, like there's The Big Easy, he, Highway to Heaven. He had two episodes on Highway to Heaven. Holy cow. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, so R.I.P. to all those we lost this past week. Uh, right. Now we're going to try to go to the more positive. Uh, we like to do that nice little transition that everyone loves. But um, the first one's kind of personal for myself and Tim. Um, we have a local brewery. Um, it's called Dust Bowl Brewing. Amazing beer. They were they are well-known uh, almost worldwide, I would say, for uh, – they have one that's called uh, – uh, what's the one? What's the one that they're most no, no, noticeable for? What is it? It's not the uh, uh, hops. Hops of wrath. Hops that was wrath, the very yeah. first one. Was they did the hops of wrath. Now they have therapists. They have taco truck, um, dirty thirty, lots of stuff. But they're actually going to be getting a new tap room in Elk Grove uh, later this year. And it was actually what's crazy is I saw the them post it, and then the Elk Grove City Council posted it on their thing, saying we're so excited to have them here. So oh, that's cool. That's, it's that's yeah good. it's it shows that they're excited about it yeah exactly and because so, their other tap room obviously based in your neck of the woods and they got one in monterey, monterey. Uh, fisherman's wharf um, yep so i'll uh hopefully be there in a couple weeks and then, it's actually a cool spot too like it's off to the side so it's not like yep. close to everything it, it, you have to actually want to go to it you don't walk by it walk yep. into fisherman's wharf so no um, exactly because we stayed at the Best Western up by the Denny's, and when you walk down straight, you run into it. When you walk down the road, the road straight to it, so yeah. The next one is my favorite thing I've ever seen in the history of articles that Coke lost four billion dollars in market value due to Portugal's Cristiano Ronaldo. Now let me explain. So uh, Portugal won their stage in the Euro Cup yesterday. And when Cristiano Ronaldo came up, he took the Cokes that were on the table because they leave Cokes out there for if anyone wants to drink them or they're just free advertising for the interview. Well, yeah, and they sponsored it. They sponsored the event and he took them and he put them down and then put a water up and he basically yelled out in Portuguese, drink water. Um, And, you know, the, the guy's 35 
and he's the most physically fit person you'll ever see, you know, in, you know, he's very physically fit. Um, and ironically enough, um, there was the member from the Finn from the Denmark team who had a cardiac arrest on the field. And so there's a lot of health consciousness type stuff in there. Well, because of him doing that, they lost, it was only a dollar on the market, but you got to figure however many shares are out there them losing a dollar could equivalent to $4 billion and it's worldwide. It's not just like a NASDAQ or it's, it's a worldwide thing. So yeah. it was yeah. huge. Yeah, exactly. So the price dropped by 1.6% to $52 mm-hmm. or $55 after that. And market value went from 242 billion to 238 billion. So I mean, it's still got a lot there, but, um, if you get some Coke stock, I'm sure you saw a, a dip in it just from one athlete moving it and saying, you know, I don't like the sugary drinks. I drink water or something to that aspect. Yep. And yep. it was funny. Did you see Coke's response to it? What'd they do? They basically said, I mean, everyone has their own, you know, personal opinion. And we, you know, grant that, you know, that's that's fine. They didn't like come back and say, oh, my God, bash or anything like that. Um, well, oh, 50, sorry, bucks, yeah. 50 bucks says within the next month, Cristiano Ronaldo is going to be the spokesperson for a Coke-based product that's probably a water or an electrolyte-giving-you type thing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. it says, uh, they said everyone is entitled to their own drink preference, um, tastes, and needs. So, I mean, they basically just said, you know, well, whatever. I mean, yeah, right. it did go down, but it's still... You know, worth two hundred thirty-eight million. It, so four it'll, billion. It'll it'll re- rebound. Yeah, it, exactly. But I saw that. I'm like, oh my gosh. So just because you know you may, you know, not like a certain sport or whatnot, but obviously, if you know one of the bigger names in that sport or whatever, um, does, I mean, to him it was probably a small gesture. Hey. I don't want these Coke products in frame as I'm sitting here. And he scored two goals, so he had a good game. I think he's three goals away from setting the record. Um, yeah, because he had uh, two late goals in their 3-0 win yesterday. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's either three or five away. Anyways, um, but on that press conference, on most of them, they always have, like, you'll see the Gatorade bottles there or whatever bottles there because they're a sponsor. They always have them on the podium. Doesn't mean you drink them. It's just, hey, that's exposure. And when they got a famous athlete up there, hey, look, we're we're right there with him. You know, you could almost say he's quote unquote in endorsing in a way, but he's not. Ronaldo, you know, moving him aside. Obviously, it uh, it showed. Well, and and it was pretty much. Um, it was. It was basically like a very aggressive move on his part. Could you say, when you see him drink water, Cristiano Ronaldo never smiles for anything for the most part. He always is very serious about business. You see him smile every once in a while, like when he's posting pictures with his kids and stuff like that on Facebook. But more than likely, more than not, he looks like he's angry 24-7. So this is not a shock. It's not, you know, him doing this. It is, but it is. And guarantee, so... No, nope. They always say no. Um, what do they call it? No press is bad press. Yeah. Um, so this is going to end eventually, probably rebound on it because they're going to come up with some idea. They're going to use this. So fingers crossed. Oh. You know, Coke's Coke's a decent product, and if their team knows how to spin this, they're going to make more money than they lost. So. Yep. No, exactly. It was just funny to see that pop up on ESPN. It was pretty funny. 
Um, the next thing we have is this is kind of crazy. So Loki, I haven't watched the newest episode. It dropped today. I need to watch tonight. Tim, you need to watch it 100%. I'm telling you right now, you won't need to know anything. It explains a lot. Owen Wilson's character is great. It's just great. I did see a spoiler, and I'm super mad about it because I, I, whenever I don't watch the show, all these stuff comes out. When I do watch it, no one's talking about it. But it did see the highest viewership rating ever for a series premiere on Disney+. And I think because of this, I think they're going to start because they have announced today they are going to drop. Wednesday is their new day for dropping original content. Now, my main thing about that is I think they saw how successful it was because why would you draw stuff on Fridays? It doesn't make any sense. Friday night, people are starting to go out again. There's no longer people being staying home with all the lockdowns and everything being, you know, maskings ending. So it's going to see a big change with that. And also, Wednesday is usually new comic book day. So a lot of people like to get the comic book stuff. And, you know, it's all ties into each other. So I think that there was a brilliant idea to do Wednesdays because especially right now when all because the wife and I, when Tim and I play video games, usually it's like a Monday. And then usually when we record, we'll play. And then usually on Thursday and Friday, sometimes both days, sometimes one of them. Well, on usually like on Tuesday nights, and Saturday and Sunday nights, we're watching the shows from the week. There's nothing to watch. Everything's over. So now you have this stuff on Wednesday night. So let's say, for instance, Tim and I record on Wednesday. And I'm like, hey, I'll see you later, man. And then the wife and I have an hour and a half, two hours to watch shows. Well, what are we going to watch? Netflix or we're going to watch Loki? I'm going to watch Loki because it dropped on Wednesday night. It gives me plenty of time to watch it going into the weekend. It's a great time to do it. And I'm happy for it. Yeah, exactly. And kind of like what you were saying with stuff opening up and whatnot, theaters are opening them up. When do new movies come out? They come yep. out Friday, either Thursday night at midnight or Friday. Yep. So what are you going to want to do on Friday night if you go out or even Saturday? You're going to want to go out and watch a movie, kind of get back to some sort of normalcy. Right. Like you said, during the week and especially midweek, you may have, you know, something that you watched the beginning of the week or something that you didn't watch. Last week, you didn't pick it up over the week, and we'll watch it at the beginning of the week. Towards the end of the week, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it is, where Wednesday, it's like, uh, you know, a perfect day to do it. And they got all the research behind it as well. They know all the numbers. Um, but but with this one, obviously, it wasn't Disneyland that, re- I mean, uh, Disneyland, Disney that reported it. It was Deadline, and their estimate was 890,000 household viewers in its first week beating both the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and WandaVision. They also stated that uh, Loki beat out the four-day opening weekend of Disney's Cruella, which also seen some popularity. So Wow. Yeah. So obviously That's a lot pretty of people good. Were, were, uh, were wanting to watch this. So And it, like yeah. I said, with this, I think this was just you know the nail in the coffin as far as, you know what, this did well on Wednesday drop. Let's Let's, like you said, original content on Wednesday. There you go. Yeah. So we'll see how it does this week. I need to watch it. I'll probably watch it Friday when I'm off. So we'll see what happens. Um, This one is kind of cool. So there's been a lot of, um, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say that it's like, groundbreaking but halo infinite has been in development forever and they finally got it right they're finally going to release it this year it's going to be a great holiday season but they announced that they're going to have a battle pass which like with um 
with what we do with Call of Duty, you have to buy a new battle pass every season. Now, the way they break them down, if you never spend any of your Call of Duty points and you complete the whole battle pass, you'll have enough points to buy the next seasons. So, you know, you do get something out of that. There is some value. But they have announced Halo Infinite has that you will it never expires. You buy it once and it never expires. Now, the only thing I could think of is they're going to have more upgrades, more additional things to add on. Maybe they won't have as exclusive stuff that you can earn during it. But that still is pretty big because, you know, that's taking a stance again, buying for new stuff. Well, and that's perfect because, like you said, with Warzone that we play, obviously Season 3 just ended. Season 4 drops tonight at 9 o'clock Eastern. I mean, uh, Pacific. So, I I don't buy that much. I'll buy the Battle Pass, but I don't buy that many add-ons or whatnot. Um, right. Which you really don't have to with the Battle Pass. But even if they had, like with this, with Halo, hey, here's the Battle Pass. It never expires. You're not going to have basically any like add-ons um you're gonna have to pay for it but just the battle passes here's some free ones that that like warzone does um i i'd be fine for that because then it's like you know what oh i like this one i'll buy this one i don't like that one i don't i don't want it um you could pick and choose but just the bare bones battle pass like you said it it never never expires i buy it once and it's fine even if you want to um strip it like just taking Warzone, for instance, if you want to strip that down, I'm fine with that because most of the time I don't, you know, buy any add-ons or whatnot unless I like it. Or even if they, because uh, what was it? Last season was the first time I bought the Battle Pass, I think. Uh-huh. In the first couple seasons, there was nothing I didn't. I was like, oh, that'd be cool, but would I really use it after I get the initial wow out of the way um, with it? So. I'm I'm fine with it. It'll be interesting to see what others follow suit if they do. And like you said, yeah. what it um what it all you know. I mean, to. I feel like because we, we went over the stuff last night when Team me and Tim finished playing and um they basically, you know, they said they're gonna have like a very, very, very exclusive gun coming out. So you know, we'll see what happens with this one, this new one. But you know, it's it. It looks like it's going to be pretty intense. The next season of, uh, they're not going to. There's not going. There's not going. We don't know what's going to happen because Call of Duty can just come out and say, "Fine, we're going to do the same thing," and they're just going to change the way the battle pass goes. So, we'll find out soon enough when they when they do their little thing. Uh, let us know if you have played either or you're looking forward to Halo Infinite or what you think about Battle Passes, Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOCastGaming. Um, the next one is kind of cool. Tim doesn't really like Star Trek, but I have, um, I have, you know, not dabbled, but, you know, my mom loves Star Trek. And so Star Trek Voyager was the last one I ever watched. And there's a new animated series coming to Nickelodeon and Paramount Plus which is Star Trek Prodigy. And so the main person in the cast that I remember is, uh, it was uh, Jason Manzoukas plays a character. So it says it's uh, Brett Gray, Angus Imry, Jason Manzoukas, Ella Purnell, and D. Bradley Baker. So if you guys don't know, D. Bradley Baker is 
basically the voice of all the clones from Bad Batch and from Clone Wars. He does a, tons of eight voices. But my favorite is Kate Mulgrew, who will reprise her role as Captain, I believe it's Captain Catherine uh, Janeway, Captain Janeway from Star Trek uh, Voyager. And that one's kind of big to me because, like, that's like she's going to be an animated thing, but she's the actual voice of she was Captain Janeway and she's going to play Captain Janeway. If you don't know who she is, uh, Kate Mulgrew was also in um, Orange is the New Black and she played Red. So if you guys have watched Orange is the Red, New Black, you'll know that she played Red and she's going to re- redo her role. And I'm just like, super excited for that one. That one got me kind of excited to actually watch it. I might have to, you know, sneak off someone's uh you know uh plan to watch that one episode on there and then tim has nothing to say because he's like star trek um right the yeah, next that's one, one that's, that's the one that's got luke skywalker right oh yeah <laughs> um get a whole bunch of so for that so the next one so there's a slip and slide tv show and the reason why i know about this show is because uh, a comedian I love, Ron Funches, Bunches of Funches, he was on, um, I can't remember the name of it, it was a game show on Comedy Central, and he is hilarious because he has a very sweet, timid voice, but when he gets mad, he's got a deep voice, like it's, it's his comedic thing. And also Bobby Moynihan from uh, Saturday Night Live fame is also on this show, and it looks like it's some sort of slip and slide competition, but they had to halt production, which is supposed to premiere in August, and they only had like two weeks of filming left. But uh, uh, I can't pronounce it. It's, it's called Jardia, I think is what it's called, which is an intestinal parasite, basically, that gave them all diarrhea. And they couldn't uh, record anymore. They said that it was like 40 of the people in the crew were affected. People were running to the bathrooms. People were doubled over. People were passing out from uh, dehydration. Ironically enough, Ron Funches and Bobby Moynihan, they said they were not affected by it, which I assume it's probably because they're going to do it wipeout style where they're not even really there. They're probably going to be doing, you know, fake from from the sidelines kind of interviews. So I just thought that was crazy that they um, they had to put it on hold completely because of diarrhea. Well, and especially on that, it's a slip and slide TV show. I mean, maybe yeah. other TV shows are fine, but slip and slide. Um, yeah, that'll. That'll halt, that, halt production. That, that'll halt production. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we also this one just really quick because it's so the, there's a flash the flash movie director teases the new suit and new logo, which I mean it's going to happen. You want to get some hype behind a character, so you want to see the new logo for a suit. I know some people complained about the suit from the uh, movie, the uh, Justice League movie, so they're probably going um, a different way. So hey, we'll see what happens. Um, they did have a new trailer release for the Avatar uh, Frontiers of Pandora video game. I just saw a small snippet. I didn't like it. It didn't look as advanced as I thought it was going to be. I'm assuming they're going to go the route of um, the original, not the one we're going to talk about next, or in a couple. We're going to the Guardians of the Galaxy. They had in the Guardians of the Galaxy one that was more of like a cartoony style one. So that's why I think the Pandora was more towards that, not as, um, like I wouldn't say real life, but yeah, it's not as, um, yeah, like it's basically being more cartoony, more kind of sketched kind of out. So yeah. that's what we got. Um, the next one Tim turned me on to, and actually this is actually looks pretty cool. So Sea of Thieves is a pretty cool game where you're basically, it's exactly what it is. You play a pirate, you're going around chasing people, 
And uh, yeah, that's basically what you do. Um, but uh, they have an uh, it's a expansion that's gonna be coming out called A Pirate's Life, and it's gonna feature Pirates of the Caribbean. Now you think, oh yeah, I just have a couple characters. No, you watch the trailer. It legitimately has the Voodoo Woman from the second movie or first movie, second movie. It has um, Davy Jones. It has the ghost chips. It has everything you can think yeah. of, which is amazing. And um, Tim looked up some of the voice actors. So it appears that the, the person um, portraying Jack Sparrow is the guy who portrayed him on um, uh, the Disneyland. All the, other video games. Yeah. all the other video games they have, which is the more cartoony video games. Um, but he looks just like the dude who I took a picture with at Disneyland who was portraying Jack Sparrow. Yeah. Like his, It doesn't look like Johnny Depp. It looks like the more narrow-faced character they have playing there. So that was super cool. Yeah, and that comes out uh, into this month, June 22nd. Or actually, shoot, next week. Next week. So that's pretty good. Um, and then they, like we just spoke about, they had the trailer release for Marvel, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy video game. Comes out October 26, 2021. And Tim, do you want to, port- to pose the question that you posed to me earlier? <laughs> so on this one, and like I said, I've only watched two Marvel movies, Guardian, both Guardians of the Galaxies. Um, never gotten to comics or, or anything like that. So I'll, I'll preference it by, say, by saying that. And so I posed a question to Chris, Chris earlier. Hey, have you seen the Guardians of the Galaxy, that the trailer? Um, and he's like, no, but I've seen some some pictures of it. I'm like, what do you, I'm like, and the reason I ask is, what do you think of the characters? You know, they didn't look, they didn't look right to me. They didn't look like they were in the movie. And he's like, oh no, it's based on the comic book characters. They look just like him. I'm like, okay, that makes sense to me. Because when I watched the, the trailer, I'm like, they just don't look right. I, you know, it's not what you used to seeing, but. You know, when he said, no, they're, that's how they were in the comic book. He's like, and actually, and I think they look really good. I'm like, okay, well, now now it makes sense. Well, and the big thing is, is that it, they look very comic book accurate. And I think when you're talking about Guardians of the Galaxy, which they are going to be doing a third movie, and they're doing a Christmas special, you do want the video game to go away from the character voices, because... Obviously, it costs a lot more money, and that's not to take away from the game. But you also want to be able to make these games for the foreseeable future. So if you just kind of base it off of the fact that Dave Bautista said he doesn't want to play Drax anymore after this next set of films, which I get it. It's like he said, he goes, the process of putting the paint on and all that stuff, oh, it just yeah. takes its toll. You know, so I, and they, they are comic book accurate. People actually, if you if you look at the reviews from the beginning, like when they casted Chris Pratt, they're like, they're like Star Lord's a blonde haired guy. I don't know why they cast Chris Pratt. You know, Gamora looks very Gamora like. Drax looks very Drax like. And the thing was, is they changed somewhat of Drax's appearance because the amount of paint you'd have to do. So, you know, and the skin raised, and you know, they all looked more grizzled. And it's just basically them being, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy took its toll. So, you know, it, it is, I'm okay with the way it looks. Yeah, it is funny that you did mention that because when I'm watching the uh, trailer for the game, I'm like, is that guy Star-Lord? Doesn't look anything like him. But then uh, was, was like, oh, come on, Star-Lord. When I'm like, ah, it is. But like you said, it's the blonde hair. He's yeah. got the blonde hair in it. Looks nothing like Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Which, 
make sense because even if you change the hair color, the guy's not not what you're used to. And I'm like, and that's what completely threw me like, oh, this is what the heck. But like he said, then you enlighten me and say, no, it's comic book accurate. I'm like, okay, now, now it's making sense. Cause I was like complete halfway through the trailer. I'm like, dude, I have no clue what's going on now. These don't look any, anything like it. It looks like, you know, when you get some high school kids, you give them a project, but they don't have the, uh, you know, the software programming to do it and do the best that they can. That's kind of what it looked like for me. Yeah. Um, knowing just the movie. But like you said, not that's based on the comic book. It's like, okay, now it makes sense. I can't, I can't judge it because I don't have anything to judge it on. Or, or the yeah. wrong thing to judge it on. Yeah. And that's why I don't, I, I tell people all the time, I go, if you, I don't know if if you just take the time to like look up comic book references. And what's funny is, is a lot of people are like, oh, you know, they, they basically complain. They complain about one thing and they complain about something else. You're never going to get it right. Yeah. Well, and that's why I asked you if you've watched it, get your thoughts on it. Cause you're, you're in, you have. And, like and that was the, the first thing the, I thought about when you said that was the fact that I, they're everyone sharing Basically, they're putting side by side pictures of the character with pictures of the actual actor. And I'm like, you can't do that because the characters look different, all the different multiverses and all the different stuff like that. So we don't know. You don't know what timeline this is. You don't know what. So, you know, it, take, I take, take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, no, exactly. And like I said, that's why I asked you because same thing with the Mandalorian or what. And I'm like, hey, what's what's going on here? And then you give me the background of it because it's like they don't go into it. It's more of, you know, the, the comic book side of it or, you know, kind of a little bit of a deeper dive and they're not going at it that deep. They're kind of mm-hmm. staying up at that 30,000 foot level um, because only, you know, a lot of the people wouldn't get that or would tune out of Correct. it. Um, yep. So, yeah, that's why I asked you and can't compare it to the movie because the characters aren't based on the movie. Correct. Or for, the, uh, for the video game. So, yes. Yeah. But it does look pretty awesome, though. Uh, the next thing we have is Disney's Beauty and the Beast prequel series has been confirmed. It's going to include a new female lead. It's going to begin filming next year. And it's supposed to include Gaston and uh, the other guy, right? LaFleur. Yep. Yeah. So it's like you said, new series uh, begin production next spring. So spring 2022. Like you said, it's going to be a musical series, eight episodes. Luke Evans, Josh Gad are repairing their roles as uh, as Gaston, Luke Evans, and LeFou, or Louie, um, which is Josh Gad. And newcomer Brianna Middleton as a female lead as Louie's stepsister, Tilly. So I, this, this, for, the, for me, this is kind of like a game-changing type of thing because people don't realize these people were actors in the film. And they're going to Disney Plus to do a show. Mind you, if a you've musical. watched if you've watched any of the shows on Disney Plus, 95% of them don't feel like shows. They feel like a very cinematic experience. You know, mind you, so like Loki, the first episode was an hour long. It had a very traditional Marvel end credit. Even the Bad Batch, the animated series. The opening is very cinematic, so you know we're, we're it's probably going to be pretty good. I'm assuming it's going to be something that's you know very highly edited and stylized. So, oh yeah, exactly. And it's and like Ed says, it's set before Bell meets the Beast, and to follow 
um, Gaston LeFou, the two join Tilly on adventures uh, after details from her past are discovered. So it looks like it's going to be more of uh, a backstory of, you know, Gaston LeFou and then the new new Tilly before yeah. Belle even comes into the picture. So, or Which maybe, I assume they, they might the have her from afar. Yeah, she might have a small role because, yep. you know, obviously uh, Gaston's been pining after her for God knows how yep. long when we finally meet her in the story. So uh, it, it it stands to, you know, believe that, yeah, it's more than likely going to, you know, add on to it down there. So yep. uh, I'm I'm okay with it. Uh, I know people are, are hoping that they explore the um, love between Gaston and Lafleur, but I don't think that's going to happen in this one. So uh, keep hoping the people who are shipping those two guys. Um, the next thing we got, Claude Coates, Walt Disney Imagineers biography by Dave Bossert is releasing on November 16th, 2021. Um, who is Claude Coates? So Claude Coates, uh, Walt Disney Imagineer, obviously, as it says, um, he did stuff like uh, Code Hall, on a Mansion, um, or, and, and worked on numerous other ones as well. And it says, uh, uh, was it, was one of the most prolific creative talents at the Walt Disney Company and arguably the most accomplished. So he had his hand in a lot of different things. Uh-huh. Um, and he did a lot of bat- background work as well the golden age of animation and uh, was one of the founding members handpicked by Walt Disney to start um, Wed Enterprises so now known as Walt Disney Imagineering um, and he's considered a significant influence in creating the first theme park Disneyland uh, and a new form of creativity called Imagineering so um, he did a, did a lot with it um, and this is I think it's going to be one of those big, I don't know if it's going to be like a coffee type, uh, coffee table type book or what, but it was, you can pre-order right now on, on Amazon. I saw, and it was, I think like 65 bucks or so. And it, uh-huh. and it was a hard cover. So I think it's kind of going to be one of those. Um, I think it's going to be a coffee, uh, coffee table style book, but I'm not sure, but I know Claude Coates, um, but, like says, I mean, speaks for for himself. So I saw that come out. So that's pretty uh pretty cool. And I know, uh, like I said, Dave Bosert, he's done um, other ones as well because that name is is definitely familiar. So um, good to have a you know a good uh, biography type book on on Claude Coates. Yeah, so that'd be fun to actually read. I might have to get that one. Um... We're coming into some serious stuff, whereas Universal Animal Resort testing CEIA open gate contactless security scanners. Um, now, this may seem like, oh, it's all about, you know, COVID, but this is more about not paying people to stand at the gate to scan you through. Um, that's all it is. You know, rather than have seven people checking you in, they'll have two and, yep. you know, or probably probably three. One person manning the little booth they'll be in and then you go through and they're checking that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Which we saw it at Disney World earlier this year, mm-hmm. uh, and it just happened to coincide with the pandemic or whatnot. But it's one of those things where they could get more people through, more people in. That means more money people will spend. Yes, yeah, so. exactly, exactly. Um, and then we have uh, 
the prices have increased on all versions of Harry Potter wands at Universal Orlando Resort. Now, for those that don't know, those wands do work in the park. So you walk up to a window, you wave the wand in a certain section, it makes things do stuff. Um, my favorite story ever is when I worked for this one company, um, basically he Was took his daughter after when you were at Chippendales. Oh, funny. Um, but so he took his daughter to universal studios and he's like, he didn't realize that like they can, they randomly, when you do the show, which I don't think they're doing yet again, but they do a show when you walk into all of Anders and basically they pick a person to be selected and then they actually pick your wand and they friggin' picked his daughter and he goes, I don't want to be the guy that didn't buy the wand for the chosen one. I mean, my daughter got picked in the thing, you know, and that is an awkward situation and they're like a hundred and something dollars. They're not like a $50. I think they're like $129. They do have like an electronic effect to it. Like I said, and a lot of people do bring them with them. And the coolest one I've seen so far is they do have robes. They sell on Etsy that have a wand holder and um, the guy who played Luci- not Lucius, who played uh, Draco Malfoy, um, I can't remember the actor's name, but he's on TikTok of them saying, the thing saying, tell me you're a Harry Potter fan without telling me you're a Harry Potter fan. And the guy that played Draco Malfoy from Harry Potter walks up with a Slytherin coat and pulls the wand out from the little holder. And I'm like, that's so cool. And so, you know, it, it was expected. A lot of things have increased. I mean, the price of lightsabers increased at Disney World. So it was just a matter of time that, you know, um, Universal followed with that. And, and all in the same vein, they have been uh, back to single riders uh, at uh, Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure, which is a big thing because for some weird reason, single riders stopped just because you couldn't have people sitting next to that they weren't related but i was kind of like what if you have a family of three and it's a four or let's say it's it's a family of two and it's a four person row why can't you sit them in the seat to the left and you know so i don't know um i this and this one the funny part is, is it's a motorcycle ride so technically it makes sense there wouldn't be a single rider because i believe I, th- I see what they're doing on that one that makes sense but because they're cutting back on stuff there we go um, and then um, Universal's Epic Universe coming in a couple of years will be biggest U.S. Universal Park. Do we know where it's going to be at? Um, it is... How can it say? Universal Studios Orlando. So it's going to be 750 acres that nearly doubles Universal's total acreage. So it's going to be a completely... Um, new separate park um and mm. instead of anchored by strong ip content including nintendo dreamworks illumination um you know japan already opened its super nintendo world earlier this year it's being mm-hmm. constructed in, in hollywood um it says the park will be located 10 to 15 minutes from other universal spark other universal parks um so it'll be a different setup than what guests are used to with the uh current Universal Studios and Island of Adventures where they're set side by side. So it says it'll feature an entertainment center, hotels, shops, restaurants, and more. So it said the project had been delayed previously, but now I guess it says it'll be opening in uh, in a couple of years. And what's a couple of years? We don't know. I'm sure it's not going to be two years because 
they probably would already have to be working on it by now. But it seems like it's going to be a completely not connected to the other Universal Studios Orlando. But like he says, you know, it's 10, 15 minutes away. So it's, you know, a good 10, 15 miles away um, on it and be a completely uh, on its own park. So, yeah. And I mean, I, I would I wouldn't doubt that Universal has probably been seeing what um what Disney did and probably were buying up property in the same vein, waiting for something to happen. Oh yeah, exactly. And it'll be interesting to see and maybe maybe they've run out of room at Universal Orlando or what the project slated for the future will take up the rest of the room um at the Universal Resort there where it's Islands of Adventures and Universal Studios. So maybe, you know, it was time and hey, we need to buy more and put more um uh more rides, more IP, more different things there that they can't do or it would be okay, well, we're full, so what are we gonna have to remove to put this new thing in there? So now they got like I said, it's gonna be the biggest park there it's going to be bigger than universal studios bigger than islands of adventure so it's going to be they got those two parks already this is going to be a third one that they're they're going to have so be interesting crazy once once that comes and more gets released from there on on what they have like the like uh disneyland has done with their um expansion that's that's coming so but i saw that i'm like wow universal getting really going big time with it yeah they are um so we're gonna see what happens but let us know how you feel about universal all the parks all the news we cover today uh l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e slash fomocast gaming um we're gonna go into our disney pile because our disney pile is the most popular pile um and this one's kind of funny um so california residents can win a trip to disneyland resort for receiving covid19 vaccination they're basically trying as hard as they can to get everyone to do it. And what's funny is I got mine because I just had the opportunity to. And um, now they're offering $50 gift cards, all this kind of stuff. And I was like, man, so being a good person doesn't pay. I should have waited till I got offered a $50 gift card. So, um, you right. know, and what's funny is, is so um, we're going to bounce around a little bit. So I want to bring it up. So they're going to offer that. And then basically um, they did. There's no more masking at Disneyland. No more six foot apart. And they said no more masking if you're vaccine. But here's the problem. So my son is two. If you're not able to get the vaccine, you have to wear a mask. I know people who were at the park the other day, yesterday, the first day that it was open with no masks, and their child is under the age of twelve, obviously, and they didn't ask them about a mask. So it just tells me, look, you know. I don't want to get political about this, but the CDC has flat out come out and said that masks did not work. And I feel like, you know, they're basically they're, Disney is basically realizing, look, if we question people, we're going to start fights. There's no point in that. Let's just go ahead and, you know, we'll just do it. You know what I mean? Well, and as, as Disneyland put it, because you're getting in, into, you know, me and a kid at work, we were talking about, about this and just, just it, not necessarily with it. Well, 
it got brought up as Disneyland, but then it got into just general. You're getting on a slippery slope there when you're asking for, you know, vaccine cards and whatnot like that. And like what Disney put it is, if you're not wearing a mask, you self-attest that you've gotten the vaccine. They're not going to come up and ask you, did you get it? They're going to say, <clears throat> you have your mask off. That means you are true in saying you got the vaccine. Which so then I if- will tell you. Legally, they can ask you if they can ask you. It's not a HIPAA violation. Everyone keeps saying it's a HIPAA violation, but in order for it to be a HIPAA violation, you basically have it has to basically be that um, it's through a medical company or something like like a medical facility, a doctor, someone has to reveal the information because we're in a state of emergency, basically, and because it's a national health crisis or worldwide health crisis. They can ask you if you're you're vaccined, and there's nothing against that. So I, I always get mad when people are like, "Well, it's my it's HIPAA, it's HIPAA." I'm like, "Do you realize what happened the last time when people were saying HIPAA, HIPAA, HIPAA with the measles outbreak that we happened at Disneyland? You know, it wasn't as severe as it could have been, but that's what they're trying to prevent. So yeah, taking the stance, uh, you know, no mask means you're vaccinated. It's the safest way to do it, obviously. But yeah. Exactly. And I mean, with that, I mean, you could get, you know, anybody could lawyer up and take it and and go to it. And there's a lot of different things that I'm not a a lawyer and knowing all of this or whatnot in state of emergencies and how that changes some things, but then doesn't change other things. And, you know, they can't force you or require you. However, the heck I, you know, I don't know, whatever. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not, not doing it, but I saw that, that they're, you know, self uh if you're not like i said if you're not wearing a mask they're self-attesting then that way that puts disneyland kind of them saying hey we're we're hands off on on this if anything happens that's on you you self-attest well then if something happens then you lied um on it Mm -hmm. so um but yeah no that's interesting how they came because it's like okay well how are you gonna uh how are you going to do that, you know, and say that you're, you're vaccinated. You have to have a, a little fast pass card or, or whatnot on it. And then it's like, well, shoot, there was a, a bar up north of your neck of the woods that got in trouble for giving out fake uh, vaccination cards. And they don't know how many they gave out um, up there. So, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, here, here's my, my card. How can you valid, validate it? But anyways, like I said. Not a lawyer or anything like that, but it's just how, um, like I said, if you don't have a mask, then you self-attest. So if you do do whatever you want. It's like when they first opened up and they said it was California residents. Some people were checking IDs. Some people weren't. So, you know, go at it at your at your own risk. So, yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Um, fireworks are coming back to Disney World on July 1st and Disneyland on July 4th. Um, which that's kind of big, yeah. Which stinks because, um, originally I was supposed to be in Walt Disney World, um, when they would have come back because we were going to leave there on July 4th. Oh, Oh, no, but yeah, anyways, but but the group that we were going with, they'll still all be there, so I'll tell them, well, how about they live stream it for us? Uh, I doubt they will do that because. If it was me personally, I wouldn't want to sit there holding up a camera. I'd want to enjoy it uh, on it. But I'll definitely maybe have them take a picture and uh, 
ask them how how it was, how the crowds were, everything. Well, we like we that, can buy them. We can buy them a GoPro to strap to themselves because they're gonna be there before. Well, they're gonna be there as it's going on, so they'll be there before and after. So I can see, hey, well, how was the crowds before and how was the crowds uh, after? Because I'm sure there's gonna be uh, more people. Yeah, yeah, but, that's true. So that's kind of cool, right? Um, so more changes come to Disneyland as Rise of Resistance pre-shows fully resume. Disneyland band prepares return and more, which just shows everything. Um, they do now have show times for the Avengers Campus Entertainment, which I didn't realize there was a full-on helicarrier on top of the roof of one of the buildings that they interact with, which is pretty cool. Um, the Toy Story parking lot is reopening friday at disneyland resort which is crazy because they did make sure to point out you have to wear a mask on the bus going to and from the parking lot yep so yep. And, and i know that is a state a state thing you have to wear masks on public transit so which that's what basically what toy story lot is technically yeah and it's funny how they put it they put it on any uh disney resort public on any disney resort transit so right now it's the bus is coming back they don't have the trans uh yet um, but I'm sure that'll be coming back shortly from very shortly, um, yeah. From Pixar and Mickey and Friends. But the other one is is the monorail. So I'm sure on that one because they didn't say just the buses. Obviously, they said just the buses for this instance. But in mm-hmm. their um, their quote was any Disneyland um, resort transportation. So I'm sure once the monorail comes back, same thing. You'll have to wear wear your mask. Which I get it. It's inside. And whatnot as well, and like you said, it's more of a of a state thing. Um, yeah, exactly. Well. So, but then once you get off the bus, then you take your mask off. Bam! If you are fully vaccinated. Yeah. Um. The next thing we got: Tropical Hideaway at Disneyland reinstates mobile ordering with limited menu, which I've heard the mobile ordering has been a disaster. Um. Somebody I know was there. They said their fights broke out at Avengers campus because the mobile ordering went down again. Um, so, uh, please everyone be ready because I feel like there's so much going on. I know they're adding another mobile ordering thing and it might be, uh, it might be something just to get people away from other stuff. So, you know what I mean? Cause a lot of times you have mobile ordering start expanding people are ordering from more different things because the wait times less or, so fingers crossed. Um, yeah. and, and if you are going to mobile order, do all your stuff at the beginning of the day. Because you could put you you could punch out uh, or move back what you want for lunch and, and hit a time. Because if you're hungry at eleven, oh let's see what's available for lunch, you might not get time until get it. Right. four or five o'clock. So very good stay, very good advice. But that's that's kind of where we're at as of right now and i know they were saying that you know their plans of the future is to open up more walk up but they're really pushing the mobile order and like you said i know adventures campus they've had it's been it's been rough over there for that mobile ordering yeah that's for sure um the next thing we got is the new fruity crunch glazed beignets at ralph brennan's jazz kitchen express in downtown disney what ralph brennan well it's not wolfgang pucks anymore Though it's been Ralph Brennan's for ten years. I thought it was Wolfgang Pucks. That might be in Disney Springs, but <clears throat> in in downtown Disney, because that's the other place where you get beignets outside of the park on their little express um, 
window there. Right, and I, I think that the Jazz Kitchen is the only one that actually has um uh I think that's the only one that has the similar ones. Cause I remember when we went one time, the last time we went, uh April of 2019, uh that they had a new beignet come that came out for for I think it was gonna be for Memorial Day, and we were there in April, and it was unavailable but they had it at the jazz kitchen so we had to go out to the yeah. jazz kitchen yeah this one is basically it's fruity pebbles or they call it fruity crunch aka fruity pebbles um on a beignet and they use the glaze so the fruity pebbles stick to it so it's very interesting haven't heard any reviews or anything about it um yet but yeah if you're into beignets and fruity pebbles there you go yeah, so that sounds yummy because I like Fruity Pebbles. Um, Brightline seeing pushback from Florida Expressway Authority, businesses and residents record regarding Orlando route. So more than likely, this is just going to be because they wanted to stop in certain areas. Probably, um, they are yeah. probably. You know, what what are they saying? Well, I mean, it's it's like anything. It's you know they have the two proposed routes to um, go from whatever spots spots um it was and one was going to cost like a little over one billion dollars and the other one was going to cost a little over two billion dollars to do everything so you got businesses on you know oh we shouldn't do this route because it's going to be bad or you know just a lot of different a lot of different things going on there and different because you got businesses, you got residents, you got different other groups as well that they said, oh, the route that you chose is the wrong one. But it's uh, I, I don't know. It's just a lot, a lot going on there. Um, but the thing's almost, as they said, is over halfway done or right at halfway done. So it's just getting that um, the next route. Um, solidified so it's like anything you pick one route you're gonna miss you know people are gonna complain about it you pick the other route then you got other people that are gonna complain about it on whoever it is um yep. on, on that on that route so they're gonna get together and form groups or whatnot so that's kind of what it was and haven't talked about that one in a while so yeah there's still this i think as far as i know i don't think they've picked a route and i think they're still deciding on which route to pick i mean they're probably a lot of people are probably getting like stuff in the mail or they're probably getting people coming by saying hey we're going to we're going to offer you this much money to to buy your property you know how they, they did it in yep. our town when they expanded yep. a road we're going to buy this off you kind of thing so yep. we'll see yeah. we'll see what happens there this one's kind of funny but um arrests for carrying firearms increased at disney world in the past year despite closures and reduced attendance so it just shows you people are dumb and think you can bring a gun to disney world i don't even know how you got it there especially because a lot of times you see these people when they fly in so somehow they got a gun to disney world so apparently our security at disney world is much better than tsa so that's one thing i've noticed well you can, i mean you can fly with a gun if you do it properly right but i mean come on no, why? And, and why are you I'm, bringing a gun? No, exactly. But I mean, and you know, there was a. I mean, there's an article on it that has, you know, well, shoot, at least 20 people were arrested due to carrying firearms at Walt Disney World in 2020, while only four were arrested in 2016. So yeah, by mid April so. 2021, 14 people had already been arrested. Exactly. Like, are you kidding me? 
And yeah. with it, I mean, you, you get some people that, you know, they may have their CCW permit or whatever it is. It's different in, in different states. Um, and that's, it's like people that carry a pocket knife. That's considered a weapon, depending on how Correct. the length of, of the blade is on it. Yeah. And in some spots, it could be punishable as whether you got a pocket knife or you have a gun. They could be punished the same. They get some people that, you know, they always carry, they're always strapped, and they think it's just like their, their pocket Everyday knife. thing, but you yeah. you get one, it's like, oh, I, I didn't know, or no, I got my um, license, I can carry it. It's like, yeah, but you can't carry it on, on here because it's private property. Okay. Um, and with that, it that happens. Cause, and like with the article said, you even got people that come to their, um, not necessarily airport, but go to like um, like jury duty or something or a government building. And, oh, I completely forgot that I can't have it in here. And they either get up to metal detector or get through the metal, de- metal detector. Oh, oh, hey, it went off. And it's like, oh, crap. Hey, here's what's going on. You know, whatever. But most of these kind of were people you shoot it said one guy had a hundred rounds of ammunition and a handgun in it in an empty stroller as he was visiting disney springs it's like dude really i mean a hundred rounds that's heavy no matter what what it is um and that's in your stroller what the heck is going on and he said he was planning on going to the fire range later and he he forgot to take it out like (laughs) dude really so yeah, but you know, I mean, there there hey. are ones with honest mistakes, but some of them, I mean, most of them aren't. But you know, it's it's still crazy, and for that many people, I mean, that's oh, a lot, man. Which is which, like you said, which is great because that means that the security is, you know, they're doing their job, um, even if it's like the the contactless ones or whatnot. Yeah. Doing it as well, and the thing is, is uh, all of them get arrested, and I think they get arrested just for hey, we don't know if you're good, if you're bad, or whatever. No, no, arrest- it's it's a it's a crime. You cannot gonna- bring weapons on that on property, whether it's an accident or not, because no, there's uh, been I, you know no, if you bring I, your gun to the airport and it's not authorized, it's still a crime. So, no, I I know, I know that, but they may get <clears throat> it, it's a crime, but. You know, it, it's not. Yeah, I see what you're saying. They might, they might just let it go because it was just, you know, it, the circumstances is what they need the explanation for. No, it, it, exactly. I'm like, well, you know, anything you're innocent until proven guilty, and you see right. the cops all the time. Hey, I'm arresting you, um, you know, just for your safety and my safety because I don't know you. You could be right. the greatest person right. in the world, or you could be coming here and have ulterior motives. But Correct. if I know if. If you're detained and I arrest you, I know nothing's going to happen or really prevent. Right. Um, yeah. The chances of anything happening could really, really prevent. And like I said, whether it's, you know, you get a felony, you get a misdemeanor, or you, you pay a fine, um, you don't know that. But all, all of them, like they did mention the article, all of them did get arrested. And I know there was some that they said was, you know, it was a complete 100% honest mistake. And you got people that don't read read the rules either or they think hey i got the proper license i could just go anywhere um which Which i believe the only instance that you can carry a firearm in disney it's it's some very elaborate process where it's usually only aligned to law enforcement personnel and it basically 
the weapon has to be basically rendered inoperable directly off your person. So magazine cannot be loaded into it. It's a big, long process you have to go through. And I think it takes months to get it approved. Well, and I don't know if you have to get it approved or whatnot, but I know once you come into the park, um, I think you're supposed to check with security and let Correct. them know Correct. Um, on it. So then they, they know, or they'll take you into a back room and okay, let's, Let's get it out here on the table. Can you carry it? Can you not? If you cannot and you're law enforcement or, you know, a parole officer or correctional officer or whatever you are, they will hold it for you in basically a safe. And when you leave, come to security or come to, you know, here's basically like your tag. Come drop this off or come to security and we'll bring you out back and, and you can get it. And, you know, we'll make sure you're outside of, of the park and, and and give it to you because I know a couple of guys that they're like, um, I'm I'm bringing mine because I don't know what's good. You know, they have the right circumstances on <clears throat> on doing it. So, um, but yeah, so it just interesting that just uh, don't bring a gun uh, to Disney. Yeah, <laughs> whether real or fake, because they'll, yeah. they'll get they'll get you exactly. All right, had a little break there. Uh, son had to say good night to Tim. Tell them about gymnastics. Um, the next thing we have, which I didn't get to experience these in Disney World, but they have the arcades at Disney World are now at the hotels have reopened, which I know those were um, those were big uh, at Disneyland. They had the huge arcade for a long time, and I know it's a good thing for uh, like for kids to go while they're at the hotel. And you know, if the parents would take a break, the kids can go down to the arcade and have some fun. So that's kind of huge them reopening that. And the arcade, it's not like a little tiny arcade. I mean, no, it's, it's big. Like, almost like a Dave and Buster's type deal. I didn't know yep. how, how big it was, but uh-huh. yeah, I saw that they, they opened up, so that'll be good. You know, they could spend more money there. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's pretty awesome. Uh, the pre shows that return to Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Have not sure seen, about have, that. I haven't been have that. No. That no, what is it? Oh, you got to watch it. It's awesome. It's how you mm-hmm. enter the ride. Um, you, okay. you come in and they have um, like a cartoon type playing on the big screen in front of you. And you're like, okay, how? Okay, we're probably going to go through this doorway over here to go on, go on it. And it kind of gives you, you know, a little uh, cartoon spiel that. Uh, tells you what, not necessarily what the ride's about, but how, you know, what's going on before the ride, then you get into the ride and, and it continues. But so spoiler alert, hadn't seen it. Mm -hmm. Um, All of a sudden there's like a big boom and the lights go off or they flicker, go off and like a, a puff of smoke comes out and in the middle of the screen doorway opens up and it looks like it got broke through. And that's how you walk into the queue for the ride. It's awesome how how they do it because you don't even know it's going on and all of a sudden, boom! It happens and it opens up and you walk through the middle of the screen and go onto the ride. That's pretty cool. Yeah, no, it's awesome. That's pretty cool. Um, this one, Tim and I actually discussed this last night while we were playing. So they have added a new sunken boat to the hippo scene in Jungle Cruise at Magic Kingdom. And everyone thinks this is a reference to the boat that sank uh, at Disney World last year. So it happened right before COVID, didn't it? Is that what? Isn't that what it happened? Yeah. 
and um, they think that it's it just kind of funny. You see the remnants of it sticking up next to the hippo scene, and you know it was kind of just kind of a cool little thing they did there. Right. Um, uh, Walt Disney World restaurants bringing back condiment bottles and salt and pepper shakers. Woohoo! So you got that going for you, right? So now it's on the t- it's on the table now. You don't have to yeah. ask for it. And the biggest one that I think is awesome is Walt Disney World president welcomes back college program as new cast members arrive. So the college program is back. I know it was released probably about a month and a half, two months ago. So people started applying then. So congratulations to anyone who did get in because it is a big, big deal. Personally, I know uh, people have gone through it and it basically, you know, it's your foot in the door. You get to start at a different level if you've passed through that program usually. Um, And I would say if you do go through that program, um, try and shoot for the stars, you know, become as much as you want there because that is a Disney is an amazing company to work for. So congratulations. Um, if you are, and you want to talk about your experience or if you've been in the program and you want to talk with us about it, let us know at Linktree, L I N K T R dot E E slash FOMO cast gaming. It would be great to hear from you guys. Um, and thank you for another amazing week. Uh, we greatly appreciate everyone who pops in. Mr. J, again, thank you. Um, Lion, if you haven't, check out ConCon's uh, Cantina. They did a, they're did doing great break, breakdowns of Loki and of Bad Batch separated. Uh, shout out to Justin, who was so distracted the whole time they were recording the last time because their friend had an emulator that was a full-on arcade machine that had Mario Kart on it, and he was focusing on that the entire time that they were there. And it was hilarious listening to their podcast about that. And then if you're on Facebook, uh, go find Heyco Gaming on um, uh, Facebook Gaming. Uh, I want a little giveaway of a hat. It's a pretty cool hat, and I like it a lot. So go give him some love and support. Great gamer. He does uh, play a lot of the Escape from Tarkov. Um, he's off this week, but you can go send him. Tell them that FOMOcast sent him. Uh, Chris sends send him there, and you guys can enjoy all their content. So uh, for the FOMO cast, I'm Chris. I'm Tim. And we'll see you guys next time.